What is up, everybody, and welcome to Studio Day Heffrey. I'm me. Thanks for stopping by. I love some of the topics we got today, and it's mostly because uh, you guys sent in topics. Now, John Mashoda at The Athletic does the Cowboys fan survey every year, which gives us some content to go through, and it's kind of interesting to see the hypocrisy in a lot of the answers from a lot of Cowboy fans. Not you guys, of course. Not you guys. But other people. Uh, but tons of cowboy topics to get to today, including if I could guarantee you that one of these young guys would be a star, which would you prefer for team success? That's from my buddy Mike Crum. He sent it in. If I could guarantee you that either Kelvin Joseph, second round defensive end Sam Williams, third round wide receiver Jalen Tolbert, or linebacker Jabril Cox, if I could promise you that one of them was going to be a star, which one would you pick? Tell me in the chat, youtube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh. From my buddy Dylan on the tweeter, snap count, Zeke versus Pollard. Where will C.D. Lamb line up? How often will Pollard play the slot? Where will Jalen Tolbert line up? Position battles to look forward to. We got all sorts of things we are going to go over today. You guys, my best friends. Uh, and Booty Nasty, who's watching on Twitch, said, New Angle, we love that, or New Camera also. No, just New Angle. I just was fiddle-farting around with where my camera sits. Uh, and now, before we get into all those things, let me tell you the thing that supports the way we live and the fact that everybody needs their monies. Shout out to my guys, my partners at Bet Online who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You go over there, you find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, fighting news, next season's early NFL futures, where you can bet that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action, bet online where the game starts. Just bet on all Cowboys stuff. Or if you hate the Cowboys, just bet on all the Eagles stuff and pretend that Jalen Hurts is about to be a really good quarterback. Kilgore in the super chat, Dak going to have his best year yet this year. What are we expecting? 2018 Dak? Mobile? Quick? Accurate? So I saw a video of Dak today. I think he was at a camp. And uh, he was teaching the kids his little hip thingy. And I was just thinking, looking at him, hot damn, Dak, he slimmed down on us. And I also think it's funny because in the offseason, whether somebody gets bigger or smaller, we just automatically assume it's a good thing. If you see a guy and you're like, whoo, he slimmed down. I bet he moves really well now. And if you see a guy and he got bigger, you're like, oh, got a lot stronger. Good, 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 strong base. Uh, so, yeah, Dak's in the best shape of his life. Zeke's in the best shape of his life. This is best shape of his life season. Everyone on the team is in the best shape of their life. And it's incredible. Now, to answer our first question, if you could guarantee one of the young guys was going to be a star, which would you prefer for, for team success? Kelvin Joseph, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jabril Cox. I'm going to address Jabril Cox first. The case for Jabril Cox would be that if Jabril Cox were a star, it would mean that you have a star linebacker which would mean your other star linebacker could go after the quarterback more often, and that would be great. 
That's not enough for him to be the right answer, though. Because Sam Williams plays a more important position than Jabril Cox. Like, you could let Micah Parsons rush the passer anyway without having a superstar linebacker and just be like, look, we'll figure it out. Sam Williams being a star as a pass rusher on the same team as Tank Lawrence and Micah Parsons. <laughs> that sounds good. Kelvin Joseph being a star on the opposite side of Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good option. But if you guys have been here before, I think you probably know my answer. It's always the wide receiver, especially on a team where like Sam Williams, what is his job? Sam Williams being a star would be great because you would love to have another star pass rusher. But for this team's success, Sam Williams being a star is cool because it would be an upgrade over what you lost in Randy Gregory. Kelvin Joseph being a star would be cool because it would be an upgrade over Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. But Jalen Tolbert being a star would be great because not only is the NFL about passing offense more than it is about anything else, but it would also mean that you are replacing where you lost the best player, Amari Cooper, with a star. That's my logic. And I have something in my eye. Might be from volleyball last night. We won 3 nothing. Shout out to the squad. Cohen, Melissa, Ashley. We were 3-0. Dominating. But you can give me your answers. You can tell me I'm wrong. We hear best shape of life a lot, but I think that Dak is serious from Kilgore. I don't believe he said it before. What do you think? Selling point for the season or the honest truth? Look, Dak is a work ethic guy. Dak, you're never going to doubt that he's going to bust his ass. I do believe that Dak is going to be in incredible shape, and he's going to give himself the best chance to be really, really good. There's absolutely no doubt that Dak Prescott will be as prepared a player as there's going to be on your team to get ready to go play football, and he's going to have done whatever he thinks is best to get his body ready for the uh, for the part. Eric, I'm just here for the gratuitous positivity with no evidence of it. Hold on now. You're not going to accuse me of being a homer. I have no reason to be a homer. Jeff lost some power with his haircut. That's possible. That's very possible. Uh, okay, next. Snap breakdown. Zeke versus Pollard. I'm just going to give you a wild guess, and my wild guess is going to be like 65-35. Zeke versus Pollard. Let me get their touches from last year. So last year, Zeke had 237 carries. Pollard had 130. Zeke had 100 more carries. And Zeke had 20 more targets, 65 to 46. Those numbers might move a little bit. But I'm like my buddy Dave Hellman. I will believe that Zeke ain't getting the ball all the time when I see it. I don't believe people. Tony Pollard's going to get more involved. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Sam Williams is the only answer. If you can stop everyone, you're Super Bowl bound. Our offense will score with or without Tolbert. We stop everyone, we win. Well, that's that's cheating. If I score all the points on everyone, I win too. That's cheating, sir. Tolbert can be average, but with C.D. Schultz and Gallup, all we need is an adequate third. If he's 50 for 800 for the next five years, that's more than enough to win. Yeah, it's enough, but I would rather have, uh, like Cincinnati got to the Super Bowl, right? And this is a stupid thing to do because if you just run everything again, they probably don't. But 
I want to have ah, – it's a bad example anyway because really Cincinnati got to the Super Bowl on their defense in the postseason. Like you pretend that Joe Burrow was amazing and they just scored all these points. Their defense got them there. But I want my team to be the team that presents the challenge of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, um, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Pick your team. I want to have the overwhelming Debo Samuel and George Kittle, or even Jimmy Garoppolo. Is like, oh my God, look at that offense. I will say the snap count Zeke to Pollard, 65 to 35. Zeke over Pollard. CD slot versus CD wide versus CD backfield. I will say last year he was about 50 50 slot versus wide. And I bet that is similar. Because of the other guys they have, when Gallup is back, Gallup will be outside. Jalen Tolbert can do both. James Washington is an outside guy. Excuse me. So I bet CD spends a lot of time in the slot, and I, for one, am here for it. I appreciate it. I think until Gallup is back, you'll see a lot of CD in the slot. Tolbert and Washington outside. Sometimes that'll be Jalen Tolbert in the slot and CD out wide. And sometimes, although I will not believe the Cowboys and the camp reports, even when we see it in training camp, I won't believe it until it happens in games that Tony Pollard is going to be like playing the slot and Zeke's in the backfield or they're both on the field together. Plus, I don't even know how good of an idea that is. I could do a full video on the idea of Tony Pollard and Zeke on the field together because I know it sounds sexy, but it's only sexy if the defense defends it in the way you want them to defend it. If Tony Pollard runs on the field with Zeke and the defense goes, right, like Zeke ain't playing fullback, that's a receiver, and they just stay in nickel, then you're actually better off if you had just left a receiver on the field. Tony Pollard's a good player. He's not better at slot receiver than CeeDee Lamb or Jalen Tolbert or whoever. So it's a fun idea if... Your OC can find a way to get the matchups that he wants, and if the opposing team's defensive coordinator is dumb enough to let you pull that off. What camp battles are you most looking forward to from Harley? Give me yours in the chat here on the YouTube and the Twitch and the Facebook. Over under on a dive play to Zeke being the first play? Absolutely will. James Washington statistically will break out. He's just going to play like he always does, but with Dak and more playing. James Washington will put up some numbers in the first few weeks until Gallup gets back. But I think when Gallup gets back, James Washington's not as good as Jalen Tolbert, even as a rookie. That's what I think. I think when Gallup gets back, James Washington's going to play 20 to 30% of the snaps when other guys need a breather. Uh, okay. Camp battles looking forward to the most. For me, number one. Greatness Mitchell on Facebook has one of them. It's actually the one I put as number one. Kelvin Joseph versus Anthony Brown. But the other thing is, it's actually Kelvin Joseph versus Anthony Brown versus Jordan Lewis. Because what if you give Kelvin Joseph a shot at slot snaps because you believe in Anthony Brown as your outside guy and you want to compete that way? What if you believe in Kelvin Joseph as your outside corner that means that Anthony Brown isn't your outside corner. Well, guess what? Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis have competed at slot corner, what, three or four years in a row before? And Anthony Brown's won it every time. So it's really those three for two spots. 
Other most interesting. I heard a recent report from 105.3 that McCarthy had a large role in defense last year. Um, Sam Williams, your second-round pick, versus Dante Fowler, your free agent addition, versus Dorrance Armstrong, the guy that the Cowboys kept and paid. Because according to paychecks, Dorrance Armstrong should be a starter at defensive end. According to draft status, you'd like Sam Williams to be a starter at defensive end. And Dante Fowler is a guy that once upon a time was an impactful pass rusher that has a history with Dan Quinn. So Sam Williams versus Dante Fowler versus Dorrance Armstrong. Will anyone step up and become relevant as a wide receiver behind CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, Michael Gallup? Anyone. Because it's Noah Brown and Simi Fihoko, and their depth chart is to the point where people are really having hopes for Vasher. This receiver core is going to have some stuff to show, which is why I'll be at training camp, charting every one-on-one to tell you who's good and who's terrible. Is there any competition at right tackle, left guard, center? I think the answer is no. Which goes to another question I was asked on Twitter by Trill one Should I be worried? Because we're really going into the season with aging Tyron, rookie guard, a mid-center, Hall of Famer Zach, and a developing right tackle. Not to mention no Gallup for however long, and CD who's doing it for the first time without Amari. I don't love pro football focus grades. I'll at least... I use them as a data point, a reference point. But like, if you just wanted to see them, like Tyron Smith, second best offensive tackle in the league. Zach Martin, second best offensive guard in the league. Tyler Biotish, below average center. Tyler Smith, rookie. Uh, Terrence Steele, bad offensive tackle. 55th best offensive tackle in the league. That one, I struggle with. Like, I don't worry about. Tyron, other than is he going to get hurt? And that's what everybody worries about, right? Tyron Smith is still really, really good. He had a bad game against San Francisco, and that happens. Um, Tyron's great. You could almost use last year as optimistic for Tyron in terms of health because the time he missed was just bad luck. It was a high ankle. It wasn't a back. It wasn't a neck. So you could believe in that. You could believe in Zach Martin. After that, I just think the question is, how many good offensive linemen do you need to expect to have a great offense? Like, you don't need five Pro Bowl offensive linemen to win at football. But what makes it really hard to win at football is having multiple bad offensive linemen. I think Tyler Biotish is okay. And you'll probably need him in year three to be better than okay. Tyler Smith is a total unknown. I think if he had to start the season at offensive tackle where he played in college, it would be very, very bad. Does he have a chance at guard? He's got a shot. And what do you think of Terrence Steele? Some people love him. I wonder. There, I mean, there's a decent chance Terrence Steele is your third best offensive lineman. And how does that make you feel? So... My guy Dak is going to have to do some work. My guy Dak is going to have some work to do, and I don't think his offensive line is going to be perfect. But what you need is for, unlike last year, you need this year for the offensive line 
to go the other direction. Last year, once Dak got hurt, everything fell apart. Nothing was ever the same. It all went to poop. Relatively speaking, they were the number one offense in football. Uh, this year, it's going to have to be a steady incline because you're going to be relying on a third-year center. What's Terrence Steele in? Is he in his third year? Um, a rookie left guard. You're going to be counting on young guys. Jason on Facebook said should have never gotten rid of Lyle Collins. It was real weird. There's something to what my buddy Dave Hellman of now Fox Sports talks about where Jerry, Steven, like the Cowboys were upset with how they went out in the postseason and that they went out in the postseason. And part of me thinks that they were looking for like, who are we going to hold accountable because we're pissed? But you didn't hold any coaches accountable of note anyway. You just picked the guys that your front office didn't like that had escapable contracts. And it's like, there, haha, we got rid of Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins. Well, you better hope to God that the guys who replace them can play because you're getting worse there on purpose. Brandon makes me wonder why I let Collins go. You only saved one and a half million dollars that you aren't even spending. Because the Cowboys are one of the teams that aren't always in go for it mode. And you have to even take that statement with a grain of salt. Like, go for it mode like the Rams, where they're like, look, I literally don't care what happens in 12 months. Let's go. The Cowboys want to win the NFC East this year. They want to win the Super Bowl this year, but they will always keep the future in mind as well. So what did the Cowboys do? They were willing to save a little bit of money on Lyle Collins this year so that they save a lot next year. They took their savings on Amari Cooper this year, and we'll have even more next year. They franchise tagged Dalton Schultz knowing they weren't going to sign him to a long-term contract and they were just going to let him play it out because now they had finagled their way into being able to afford to do it that way, get a comp pick later, and have that money freed up next year. So the Cowboys are one of those teams that, and it can be frustrating if you watch teams like the Rams and to some extent the Eagles, the teams that are just like, don't care, go win today. You watch them operate, then you watch the Cowboys operate, and you're like, what's the, what? You're not trying as hard as them. They are. They're trying in a different way. And that's the way it goes. Um, Steven is a toe dipper. I don't even know what that means. Will Jalen Tolbert start week one? Yes. Stat predictions for Jalen Tolbert 55 catches, 700 yards, four touchdowns. One thing I really like about Jalen Tolbert is how much we see that he's hanging out with Dak. Like, that matters to people like Dak. Dak is work too hard guy. That's why he had to have an extra surgery on an ankle. You have to actually hold him back. So when you find guys that you constantly see are around Dak, it means that they are going to gain his trust. And Jalen Tolbert's going to possibly start 17 games because without Gallup ready, he's going to be a starter. And when Gallup gets back, I believe he's going to be a starter, not James Washington. And so that'll be good. Cowboys survey. I loved looking through it because I get the feeling this offseason that more people than ever are like out on the Cowboys and just like, man, this front office doesn't know what they're doing. And uh, I'm out and they're stupid and they're dumb. Don't cape for the blunders of the Cowboys front office. Jeff. I don't cape for anything. See, that's the thing. Okay, we're going to get that one cleared up right now. I don't cape for anything. I make observations. 
in sports media, what it has turned into is over-the-top homers and over-the-top haters. And it's annoying. And it's stupid. And it's dishonest. So I can tell you what the Cowboys' plan is and the way that they operate. And if you view that as me being a homer, I'm just giving you information. I'm just trying to help you understand. Different teams in the NFL do things different ways. There are teams that spend the cap as if it is existent in just that year. There are teams that spend it as if I don't care if I have any first-round draft picks later or any young talent because I think I've got a better chance this year, so we're going to go nuts on stuff. Teams do things differently. The Cowboys choose to do it the conservative way. You can love it or hate it. It's the way they do it. Survey says. Okay, so the Cowboys survey. How many games will the Cowboys win this season? Two-thirds of respondents went with 10 or 11. How far will the Cowboys go this season? Lose in the first round of the playoffs as the winner. Lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. Finished in second. How do you feel about the current state of the franchise? Most people, I feel the same as I have for the last 25 years. It's just a real weird spot because it seems the most fed up people have ever been. And yet the vast majority of fans think they're going to win double-digit games, win the division, and be in the postseason. It's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. What grade do you give Mike McCarthy entering his third season as the Cowboys coach? C was the winner. What grade do you give Jerry since replacing Garrett with McCarthy? C is the majority. Now here's the one. How many games do you plan to attend this season? None from 75% of people. Who will win the East? Cowboys, 77%. It's all just very interesting. Like Everybody acknowledges that they're, by their answers, that, oh, they're pretty good at team building, and I think they'll have a pretty good team. Will you go to a game? No, I hate this stupid team. <laughs> so uh, it just entertains me a little bit. But I like it. Let's see. What are the other ones? The Cowboys haven't been to the NFC title game in 26 years. Will they end that streak in the next three? No. By a slim margin. They might. Because I wonder a year from now. Because we talked about what they did with Lyle Collins and Amari Cooper and what they're doing with Dalton Schultz. Like, they are. They're intentionally downgrading the talent at a couple of spots. Or maybe they... Maybe they're crazy enough to think they're not downgrading the talent, but you're downgrading the talent at whoever's taking Amari Cooper snaps. You're downgrading your right tackle. Uh, you are intentionally not signing long-term. You're solid tight end. They might have a Rams plan on the horizon. They might have a, hey, go after it plan on the horizon, but probably not. Who's the Cowboys' most valuable player? Dak Prescott by far. Micah Parsons in second. Which rookie will make the biggest impact this season? Tyler Smith is the overwhelming winner. Jalen Tolbert second. The Texas Tech kicker third. And Sam Williams fourth. Boy, if your second-round pick is your fourth most impactful rookie, I will be sad. Which player's departure will be the hardest to replace? Amari Cooper wins. Then Randy Gregory then Lyle Collins, what position group concerns you the most? Offensive line for most people, 65% of people. Wide receiver, 16%. Defensive line, 14 Defensive line is the one that I wonder about. 
are you really comfortable with your best? And I mean, I guess it's not any different from last year, but you look at the Cowboys just defensive lineup, who it's going to be on a random down. Uh, my man, Jeff Spaganaw, you're very entertaining. That's me. Super Homer. 17 and 0, baby. Woo -woo. Um, I do like that we got some Washington Commander fans in here. Your team sucks. And your quarterback's Carson Wentz. <laughs> anyway. Um, what was the thing I was doing? Oh, yeah. Like the idea that at defensive tackle, your three best defensive tackles going into the year are probably Neville Gallimore, Oso Digizua, and Carlos Watkins. That is just real blah. That's real blah. And one of the guys between Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, and Sam Williams is going to have to show up and play good football. Or I guess they just all have to be decent. But you look around at a defense that was really, really good last year, and I think Micah Parsons is incredible. Tank Lawrence is a really, really good player. Trayvon Diggs uh, is a little bit of a roller coaster, but he's a really, really good player. And outside of that, it's like, huh, what about the people you're putting out there makes you think this is going to be a great defense? I don't know. Osa Bohana, Neville. I don't know if Quentin Bohana is going to be on the team. Ridgeway was a fifth-round pick as a giant nose tackle, so he'll probably make the team. That means Bohana's not necessarily safe. Defensive line group is, eh. The linebacker group, either Vander Esch or Jabril Cox is going to hit the ball. I kind of like the safeties, even though they don't make much money. Like I kind of like Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse, and I think at corner you're fine. So, yeah. Booty nasty non-football question if you want. Tips to finding a good therapist. All right. I'm on a two-week run of a couple of incredible uh, therapy sessions with my new therapist, so I have found a really, really good one. And I actually found him on Psychology Today and got lucky. There's a website called psychologytoday.com where you can sort by if you have insurance, the sort of insurance you have, and what sort of issues you're wanting help with, and blah, 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 and you can sort it out that way. The real best way to find a good therapist is to ask your friends. We live in a world now where more people are more open about the fact that they go to therapy and all that. Ask your friends. Ask, and people will be honest with you if they have one that they love or if they have one that's like, eh, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Who makes the team out of camp? Bohana or Hill? I could see neither. That's from AvsFan6685 on Twitch. Carlos Watkins, John Ridgway, maybe Hill and Golston. Joseph, Hooker, and Curse are solid, allegedly. I like them. Yeah, so there you go. All right, team, I think I'm good for the day. I've been here for a while. I don't know what else What else do I have to do. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, like, therapy yesterday was awesome, and I left there feeling incredible, and then I went and did the show with Ben and Skin on 97.1 The Eagle. You can find them on the iHeartRadio app as well, 2 to 5 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to go do it again today and the rest of the week. Uh, but then just later on in the day, it sort of peters out. I don't have enough money for it, I th or I think I do therapy seven days a week because you feel great when you walk out of a good session, but you can't always maintain it. But we'll figure it out.
We'll figure it out. We always do. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, Jeff, you think the great Micah will stop running his mouth and start stopping the run? That comes from a Washington Commanders fan who going into last year thought they were going to have an incredible defense and their defense sucked. And their quarterback is Carson Wentz. Enjoy your 6-11. and 11. I bet it'll be fun. All right, guys, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everybody. Even the trolling Commander fans. I apologize, Commander fan, but you're a troll. And so sometimes even the kindest of us will take the bait. You guys have a good day. I love you. Except the Commander fan. I only like you. Goodbye.